If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. My practice that I always do is I create an ideal buyer avatar and I have that up side by side with any outline, any digital download, anything that I'm creating and I make sure that there's overlap. Is this solving a problem? Is this hitting on a hope? Is this hitting on a fear? Making sure that there's constant overlap. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. The biggest leaps and bounds I made towards creating the business that allowed me to have the life I've always dreamed of for my family came when I launched my very first online course. This digital education space allowed me to step away from trading time for money. And if you've been here for a while, you know that is one of the primary things I want to help you do too. So does my guest. Avery Bradford is the CEO and founder of The Hive Consulting Co., Her mission is to empower women with actionable education to transform their lives through courses, community, and programs. There's a key word in there that I really like, actionable. Actionable education and knowledge is different from just knowledge, and it's a key part of creating online programs for your students that truly make a difference in their lives and work. In this conversation, we're talking about actionable knowledge, the importance of learning with a community around you, and how you can take that precious knowledge that you have and turn it into a program, membership, or a course that creates impact and income. Let's dive on in with Avery Bradford. Do you need a new show to add to your rotation? Please do not miss No Straight Path, hosted by Ashley Menzies Babatunde, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Ashley is shedding light on the stories behind the shiny resumes, social media highlights, and job titles, humanizing success from the millennial perspective. 
Featuring guests from all walks of life, No Straight Path aims to inspire conversations around the nuanced perspective of success. Ashley recently dug into the topic of fulfillment with Sabrina Merchant. If you've ever wanted to make a hard pivot and pursue something completely new and different in your life and career, you need to listen to that conversation. Listen to No Straight Path wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Avery, welcome to the Gold Digger podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to have you. So I was actually stalking an event that you were at and looking up all the speakers and living vicariously through all of the different things that were happening outside of my own living room and sweatpants situation. And I came upon you and your work and I was like, I need to have this girl on the podcast. So I am so excited for our conversation today. I'm honored to be here. I appreciate it. Okay, so let's before we dive into some of the nitty gritty stuff, I kind of want to hear a little bit more about your backstory, your career path that led you to create the Hive Consulting Co. Yeah, I love that question. So I am a Midwest girl, just like you, born and raised in Iowa. I no longer live there, but that is where my heart and my home and my family still are. And there I was raised by a single mother. She had two children by the time she graduated high school. And I really learned a couple of important things from her. One was the importance of community and the other was the importance of hard work. And I always saw these women as these like buzzing, active, busy, vivacious, lively women. And I once I got older and I got into college... I very much had an entrepreneurial mindset. And one day I was sitting in the union. If you know, if you went to a traditional yes. college in general, you <laughs> a union. And I was sitting there and I'm like, I want to start a business. And I was hanging out with my friends, like, what would you call it? Like, I want to honor my mother and all of the wonderful women I was raised by. And I'm like, they just remind me of this hive of women. They're just buzzing and nonstop moving and and working. So that's how the hive came to be. And while I was in college as a part of that journey, you know, that name for my business came and then my business didn't, you know, come alive <laughs> for another two years because I was in college and had much different list of priorities. But while I was in college, I had over 10 jobs and internships. Like I said, I learned hard work from my mother that was very important to her and, and our family. And as a part of my work, one of the things that I loved the most was tutoring. I started mm-hmm. tutoring in third grade. I started at the time it was called, you know, the special needs room and that has shifted over time, but that's what it was called at the time. And it evolved from there. Third grade led into fourth grade and that led into college. I was a tutor for all of those years. And I always loved seeing the light bulb go off in people's head and how a simple tool or tip or resource could change the way that they thought about something, that they processed something, that they interacted with something. I was just so drawn to the empowerment that happened in those little moments. So I always had a love for education, which led me to work at my university. I worked many different internships and jobs and finally ended up in a marketing and public relations position there before I decided to take a random tech job and move to Los Angeles I just wanted to get out of Iowa and, you know, be a young adult. And while I was in Los Angeles, I thought I landed my dream job. Mm -hmm. It was a marketing director position. I was there for 
you know, six, probably took me six days to realize it's not the job. It's me. (laughs) I am an entrepreneur at heart. I don't want to be told what to do, especially by, by people who I don't, you know, necessarily align with. And I want to do it how I feel is best fit in a way that is more empathetic and intuitive and in line with my my love, which is education and empowerment. So while I was in Los Angeles, I decided this isn't for me. I sold all of my belongings and I moved to Vietnam and I taught English. And while I was there, I lived minimally and I started my business. That's when the hive really was born. It started as a blog at first. Other people asked me to write content for their small businesses. And that then evolved into other opportunities. And now here I am five years later in the hive. I have a small team and we're thriving and we're buzzing. And it's just, it's so exciting to look back that this idea that I had in the union, I'm sure eating chicken tortilla (laughs) soup has evolved into this business. Oh, I love that so much. And it's fascinating to me, Avery, because I feel like a lot of times people don't necessarily go into college thinking entrepreneurship or even having that inclination. And I think that's awesome. It's funny because I was recently looking at the university that Drew and I met at, and they now have entrepreneurship as an option, as a business focus. And I am like, gosh, they did not have that over a decade ago. So I'm excited that it's becoming a more presented opportunity for people. And I love, I love your backstory there. Thank you. Yeah. I went in thinking I was going to be a psychology professor because I loved education. I was like, you know, once again, don't like being told what to do. (laughs) And I want to do what I want to do. So then I shifted my major to communication because I was like, you know, as you said, there wasn't an entrepreneurial degree at that point, but there was my last two years actually was introduced. That's awesome. Oh, that's so awesome. So I want to know what was your first exposure to like learning online, whether it's online courses or programs or digital downloads? What was that first exposure? Because I feel like we all remember just like restaurants have their first dollar they've ever made. A lot of us remember that first investment we ever made into learning something online. Yeah. You know, what's funny is my real first exposure to online courses and programs outside of school, because we did have online classes and things like that. But outside of school, my first exposure was through my freelance work. I started as a copywriter and a marketing assistant as a freelancer for a year or so while I lived in Vietnam and Southeast Asia. And I started out writing blogs, like I said, and I started out doing small marketing tests for health coaches and business consultants and marketing consultants. And they had these small communities and Facebook groups and people were asking for more. They wanted more than blog posts or more than just Facebook lives every week or every month. They wanted something that they could dig their teeth into. And in my work with my freelance clients, they were like, could you do this? Could you help me put together a program? Could you help me you know, deliver what my audience wants. And it started with seven day programs, 14, 30 day programs, especially in the health and wellness space. And people still wanted more. They wanted more that they could dig their teeth into. They were like, what's next? So that evolved into creating courses together. So I really learned on the job and it really came from the demand from my client's audience. 
That's amazing. When you talk about like, so one thing that I love that you speak about is the difference between just knowledge mm-hmm. and actionable knowledge. Can you walk us through what that means? Because nowadays there is no shortage in knowledge out yeah. there, but there is a massive difference between people that actually get results. And I think that the way that you speak about it really clarifies it. And I think it can be a wake up call to some of our listeners here who love to get the knowledge, but maybe struggle in taking that knowledge and turning it into results. Definitely. And I want to be clear that this concept of actionable knowledge can be applied to all programs. It can be applied to your monthly membership sites, your courses, your lead magnets, your eBooks, any digital product, any program, any offering along that line this concept can be applied to. And something that I always heard growing up is knowledge is power. But I personally believe that actionable knowledge is power and there is a clear difference. Knowledge is simply knowing. You just, you know a fact. You know the sky is blue. You know the truck is red. But oftentimes knowledge leaves you thinking, now what? And that's where actionable knowledge comes in. Actual knowledge is information that allows you to initiate an immediate response. So the way I think about it is knowledge is the what and why. It is the sky is blue because the lights reflect and so on and so forth. I'm not a scientist, (laughs) but actionable knowledge is the how. So I like to give examples. One that I love is TikTok. Someone can tell you, you can be scrolling through TikTok. I am a victim of cleaning TikTok. It is all (laughs) over my For You page. But someone on there can tell you that you need to clean your dishwasher every month to avoid bacteria build up on your dishes. But knowing that you need to do that isn't enough because that's simply knowledge. It's great. Okay, well, I scrolled and I'm moving on with my life. But actionable knowledge is someone telling you that you need to clean your dishwasher every month to avoid bacteria build up by running a cycle with white vinegar or baking soda. So this is a great, now you can actually take action and implement the knowledge that you just received. I love that. I think it's really fascinating too, because when we look at the landscape of entrepreneurship these days, there is so much incredible free knowledge out there. And it's a beautiful place to start. That's exactly where I started and where I recommend people starting. There are so many incredible YouTubes and podcasts and webinars and things like that. But I do feel like, and I want to know if you agree, and it's totally cool if you don't agree. I feel like there comes a time where it's almost like this tipping point where you recognize that all of this free knowledge is incredible and it's going to get you started and you can take action on a lot of it. But there comes a time where your time is more valuable than your money. And that's when you kind of hit this threshold of, I am willing to exchange money in order to learn a system or to get a template or to harness a blueprint or to learn something faster. Did you ever have that happen to you? Or do you recognize that in other people as well? Yeah, definitely. This is something that I tell clients a lot when it comes to free content versus paid content. Your free content should really focus on the knowledge. It should be the what and why. You should tell people you know, that you should create an online course and why that's important. You can have passive income. You can have more of your time back, X, Y, and Z. That is important to show your community that what you have to say is of value to them. 
And then comes the call to action. Then comes the paid portion, which is the how. It's the actionable knowledge. And that's really how I divide you know, when I help people create their launch strategy, when I do consulting for that, that is how I structure it. Give away the what and why. Tell people, you know, spread the word and then give them your blueprint inside of the paid option. Obviously, you want to sprinkle in some of the how and your lead magnets and your small ticket offers, but really blow them away with a step-by-step process inside of your offering. And that's truly the difference between the two. Yeah. Okay. So let's say a new client comes to you and they have this idea or they have this desire to create something digital, whether it's a course or a product, where do you begin? Where do you start with them? Yes. I am truly focused on not wasting people's time And that includes my client's time and that includes a buyer's time and their hard-earned money. So before I take a client on, I always ask them a couple of questions. And typically these questions come up organically in my discovery calls. But one of them is, do you solve a specific problem? So this means, have you repeatedly provided a solution for your clients enough to know their pain points, goals, and fears? So that's the first thing. If they can answer yes to that, then that's a green check in my mind. That's a green light, as Matthew McConaughey would say. You know, the second question that I ask is, does your current audience need this? So the emphasis here is on current, because I do not believe that when it comes to digital products and programs and memberships, that if you build it, they will come. I believe the reverse. So you need an engaged audience before you build. You need to know them well enough before you build unless this is something that you want to do in one day and just toss it out there and see what sticks. But that is not you know, a long-term successful digital product. The third thing I ask is, do you have a proven framework that you credit your current or past success to? So you know, a lot of people teach frameworks that they knew five years ago because they're talking to people who are in that stage in business. Amazing. Is that same framework what led to your current success Or are you currently using a framework that's leading you to your next stage in success? So if you provide a one-on-one service or done with you programs, typically the answer to that question is yes, another green light. Finally, do you have the time and dedication to put into this? People truly underestimate the time and energy it takes to deliver something that is impactful, that is transformative. And like I said, I don't want to waste anyone's time. So if I get a green light on all of those, then my new client is ready to bring their idea to life. I love that. What, I mean, I, you kind of hinted at it, but a lot of times people underestimate the amount of work or time or energy that goes into creating a digital product that is sellable, but also that gets people results. What challenges do you often see first time course creators face? Yeah. First-time course creators, first-time digital product creators. Something that I often see is that they're thinking about it from their perspective and not from their end user's perspective. So starting with their perspective, something that I often see missed is, like you said, the time and energy that goes into it and also understanding the team that it takes to produce something truly transformative. For an online course, you maybe need a designer, a producer, 
a copywriter, someone like me, a course creator or a course consultant. So on your end, really underestimating the team is a big challenge and the time. And then from the end user's perspective, as I mentioned, a lot of people don't think about their end user. And there are two things that I harp on for any type of digital product or program. And the first one is digestibility. When you're thinking about your end user, you want to understand what their learning styles are. Is this content easy enough for them to understand based on where they're currently at in their life and based on where they want to go? You know, Is every step accounted for? Are you really thinking about the process in full? The practice that I often do is closing my eyes and walking through the entire process with my client and looking for the areas where I'm confused as a person who's new in their space oftentimes. So is every step accounted for? Is it in the right order? Is it oversimplified? Does it need to be more simplified? Um, So thinking about digestibility. And then another thing that people often miss is the transformative piece. I don't want someone to sign up for a $2,000 course and <laughs> and leave not feeling completely transformed. There needs to be a return on investment. And there are many different ways to do this. But at the core of your, your program, it should be student-centered. Like I said, you should always be thinking about your ideal buyer. I practice that I always do is I create an ideal buyer avatar and I have that up side by side with any outline, any digital download, anything that I'm creating, and I make sure that there's overlap. Is this solving a problem? Is this hitting on a hope? Is this hitting on a fear? Making sure that there's constant overlap. Making sure that the the audience knows, likes, and trusts you. Have you given them enough information for them to truly buy into who you are and what you have to say in a way that inspires them to complete your program or your digital offer? Something that's also really important is a community or consulting element. People need support. People need accountability. We've learned anything, you know, over the past couple of years, it's that it takes a village. And I believe that in all elements of life. And um, whether you are that person who's providing support or you're setting up a community that's self-supported and community-led, amazing. But give them that opportunity to have accountability and support. Something else that's also important as a part of the transformative piece is that there are actionable outcomes. This leads back to the actionable knowledge. So thinking about things like call to actions and quick wins and clear frameworks for those bigger tasks, always keep that in mind. Also making sure that you are focusing on your student in the way that you present the information. So for online courses, there's conversations around, should this be evergreen? Should this be live? Should this be a hybrid situation? No matter what you are presenting, you know, especially when you think about monthly membership sites or in-person events, what works best for your audience? You know, If your audience is working mothers, an, a live course is likely not going to be the best for them because their schedule is packed. They need to be able to have time on their own end, you know, laying in bed on their iPad to, to finish this task, they're not going to have time to, you know, go to office hours every week or every other week. So thinking about the way that you format and present your information. And then finally, make sure that the platform is user friendly. So same thing. If your audience is 65 year old retirees, and you're talking about their next phase in, in their life, maybe something like, you know, a more complex platform isn't your best option. Maybe it's a more simplified option. 
you're meeting them where you're at. So those things are really important and they're often overlooked by new creators. With customer expectations at an all-time high, showing customer appreciation is more important than ever. From special discounts to customer gifts, there are a million ways to show customer love. But the one way you will always win is showing them you value their time. From the moment they engage, make things easy, like food delivered to your door without leaving the couch easy. HubSpot's intuitive payment tools are just one of the ways that you can help your customers have a painless purchase experience. With full access to payment data, your team gets the full customer story, meaning they can provide the best possible service. And with directly embedded payment links, your customers can seamlessly purchase and pay from emails, live chats, and more. Learn more about how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. That, I mean, there are so many good things that you just brought up in there. I love even just having somebody that doesn't understand what you're teaching go through the program to make sure that it's clear because a lot of times we're so close to our own genius or things that are so common sense to us are mind blowing to other people. And so I love that. I always call that the mom test where I'm like, if I can teach my mom this, which my mom is a brilliant, capable person, but if I can teach her something that she has no context in, then I know that I can teach it to other people that are curious about it, which I love. Yes, 100%. And my clients know this, but oftentimes in our calls or in our Zoom calls, I'll have my camera off because my eyes are closed so often in our conversations because I'm truly visualizing the content, the framework, the experience all the way through. And that's something that people can practice if they're doing it on their own as well. Oh, I love that. Do you have any favorite examples of course success stories? Because I often think of, I'm even just sitting here thinking of my neighbors who could teach 8 million courses on different things, whether it's how to speak Portuguese or run an Airbnb or how to sail a boat. Like they have so many gifts, but do you have any fun course success stories that you can share that might help people that are listening 
start to think about what they could create or teach on or share with the world? Yeah, I love that question. Something that you mentioned at the top was how you found me was through an event that I planned the programming for, which was Female Founders Day. And it wasn't necessarily a course, but in many ways, as I said, all of these overlap in the way I think about programming and digital products in general overlap. And I had such an amazing time planning Female Founders Day and and attending Female Founders Day. So for those of you who don't know, Female Founders Day is an event that happens annually. It is from Female Founder Collective. I'm a consultant with them. I do all of their monthly membership programming and plan all of that out and execute it. And I also do their, their pillar events such as Female Founders Day and Female Founder Collective was founded by Rebecca Minkoff and Allison Wyatt. And they found me through the success of, of one of my courses with a wonderful woman named Tina Wells. But the question was some of my favorite examples of success. And I truly felt like Female Founders Day hit on all of my ideas of success. And they did this in a couple of different ways. One, this was my first in-person event that I planned and executed. And also behind the scenes, the elements that truly felt like a success to me were those with the speakers and those with the attendees. So we had 32 different speakers. And you can basically think about these as micro courses or webinars. But I had a consult with each of these 32 speakers. I helped you know, turn their genius into an outline, into a transformative and digestible workshop or panel or fireside chat that happened that day. And it was so rewarding to see people realize that, hey, I am a genius in my space and I can teach my genius to other people. As you said, you live by people who could teach amazing courses and all of these women could and 99% of them had never taught something in this way. So that was so impactful to see all these women empowered enough to step up on stage and teach their genius to other people. And then also to see the way the audience reacted. One, it was the first in-person event we've had in a couple of years, but also they left with actionable knowledge. A lot of them you know, came to me and said, I just uh, did what Lisa told me to. I just signed up for XYZ or I just set up a call with so-and-so, and to see people taking action immediately live in person, which is something I don't typically get to do as a, as a program and course creator. I create it people and with people, but I don't get to see the experience of, of the audience a lot of times. So for me to be able to see the impact and transformation it had on people, it was just so, so rewarding. I love that. I feel the same exact way because I think a lot of times we get in our own lanes, we're doing our work, you know, we're connecting with the people that we're working directly with, but we often as entrepreneurs don't get to witness or experience that ripple effect. And man, if you have been so in your craft that you haven't gotten to see or hear how it has impacted someone, I challenge you to step outside because it is such a beautiful reminder that your work matters and that the way that you show up makes an impact. I think that's such a great example, Avery. I love that so much. Yeah. And on that point, it's inspiring. And it also keeps you going to hear that feedback. Something that I always tell my creators to do is get testimonials, testimonials, testimonials. And oftentimes as the people behind the scenes, we forget to do that ourselves. So 
oftentimes I'll circle back with my clients weeks or months after their launch and just say, Hey, I'd love to see any testimonials that you got, because that is a direct promotion of what I helped create. And that's something that I've only started doing here in the past year. But if you are ever in a rut or feel like you are not enough or not on the right path, or you're unsure about what you've put out into the world, ask for a couple testimonials and it will really put a pep in your step. Yes. We have a Gmail folder called my smile file. And if I'm ever having a bad day, I go and read emails in there and it really does just put things into context. I think it's beautiful. And I think it's something that we need to seek out more and not just wait for them to come towards us. So one thing that I love is since you're so much about actionable knowledge, what action steps do you recommend for someone who's curious but maybe still hesitant in the thought of creating something online, whether it's an online course or a program? Yes, I have a couple of different options. The first one is my favorite. It is, well, they're all my favorite, but the first one is something that anyone can do. I recommend that you set 30 minutes on a timer and do a brain dump. Not the most beautiful phrase, but (laughs) it's very effective. It is very effective. And I recommend, you know, I listen to meditation music, something that puts you in kind of an intuitive mindset and just write down what you do every day or what you teach others to do every day, write it down and you'll realize how many different steps and frameworks you truly teach people how to do and the impact and transformation that you're able to have based on those teachings. Start there. That's number one. Number two, as a shameless plug, I do have an ebook available. It is the five-figure course creator. As I've mentioned before, all of my methodologies can be applied to any program, membership site, digital product. And it really breaks everything down from you know how to actually do an effective brain dump, turning that into an outline, turning that into a script, choosing the right platform, a launch process. It really covers it all. But If you're like, I just need to talk this out, I need to chat with someone and bounce my ideas off of someone else's brain, then schedule a free consult with me. I have 20 minute consults available Mondays and and Fridays, and I am here to help in any way that you need, really. Amazing. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. 
Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What do you predict about like the online course space over the next year? I feel like we are walking out of some crazy years and things have shifted. And so do you have, if you had a crystal ball, Avery, (laughs) what would you see inside of it? But do you have any predictions on what we can expect to see in the upcoming year around the digital course space? Definitely. As we all know, it is the great resignation happening right now. More and more people are leaving their jobs. They're leaving their nine to fives to start their own businesses, to become freelancers, really to become creators and controllers of their lives. So one thing that I know we are going to see more of is more courses and programs specifically geared towards starting a business in certain niches. There's going to be a lot of things focused on certifications or, you know, steps to start a specific business such as uh, photography, market coaching, things along those lines. Something else that I expect us to see more of is micro courses and micro programs. People are ready to get out into the world, spend time with their friends and their family. And, you know, summertime, that's all we want to do is we want to be outside and we want to hang out. So micro courses are going to become more popular. And by this, I mean, it's going to mimic the framework that we're used to, but it's going to be on a rapid scale. You're going to get, you know, we'll talk about the what and why, but we're going to get straight into the how and really push through that. That way you can take this knowledge and implement it right away. And then also I see more in-person elements courses that have communities, but those communities perhaps meet in person annually or, or once a month rather than only being online. So more emphasis on community, more emphasis on control over your time, and more emphasis on, on courses that focus on starting or thriving in a business space. Mm, I couldn't agree more with those predictions. And I feel like We've even been able to see some of our own listener habits of this podcast shift in that direction where people are searching the backlog for very specific episodes. Mm -hmm. So people are looking for very actionable information that they can put to work, typing in specific keywords, looking up past episodes that maybe they meant to come back to. And so I totally agree. I think it is hyper-focused the shorter, the better. Like for me, even personally, when I'm looking at courses that I want to take, like, I don't want to take an 80 module, 14 hour program. Like I want to take a two hour program where I can learn and apply something, even if it's smaller, but see immediate results. That's something I can commit to and follow through on. 
And so I totally agree with all of those predictions. I love that. 100%. And along that line, I think something that we're going to see more of is people selling courses, but they're also being an option to just purchase a specific module or lesson. Because like you said, people are coming for a specific reason. They don't always need the whole A to Z. Sometimes they just need ABC. So giving people that option, I think will become more popular as well. Ooh, I love that. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to make sure our audience hears today before we sign off, Avery? I love that question. You know, back to the beginning and and where I started, it's all about empowerment. I love seeing women get information and have a light bulb turn on and then them taking action based on that. And I really want to say that no matter who you are, what space you're in, where you're at in your phase in life, that you have something to offer and your voice matters. And I really encourage you to bring that thing that you've been thinking about to life. I love it. Avery, where can everybody find you, connect with you, learn more about you and what you do? Give us all the places that we can connect. Yes, you can connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I am at Avery Bradford. I am Avery with an A, A V A R Y Bradford. And you can also find me through my website, thehiveconsultingco.com. I encourage you to schedule a free 20-minute consult. I try to dabble in TikTok whenever I have time, but Instagram and LinkedIn are really where I live. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for responding to my DM where I was like, we need to talk. And thank you for just being a part of this gold digger community. Thank you. Thank you for creating this space. I think we'd be silly to listen to this entire episode and not think about how we can take action on what we just heard. I mean, Avery is all about actionable knowledge. And I love that because I think as consumers, it's really easy for us to sit and listen, but we don't really do. And I know that this is called the Gold Digger podcast. And while a lot of us are goal setters, we sometimes forget to be goal getters. So I hope that after listening to this today, you can start thinking about and writing down ideas on how you can change the world with your knowledge, how you can share something that you have learned or harnessed or something that even comes really easily to you and help other people in their own lives to create your own ripple effect. I am so grateful for you for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. And of course, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. And I cannot wait to watch you take action. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs, 
We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top notch. Article's online only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.